0: You're cutting out. Can you repeat that? Go for production. Go for production. I said go for production. Production. That's right. You're listening to a podcast about TV and film production. Join us as we converse with industry leaders and gain insight into their strategies, their systems, and best practices in bringing a script
1: to life.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Brendan Riley.
1: Welcome to another episode of Go4Production, where it's my job to deconstruct and demystify the production process in both film and television. We'll talk about strategies, systems, and tools the pros use so you can be inspired to move forward in your filmmaking career. Today's guest is Gad Tisch. Gad is the founder and president of Crewglue, a film and television operations platform. He has a background in film production, having worked on numerous films and TV shows. Currently, GAD has a mission to remedy inefficient productions and costly practices by centralizing produ- productions to unlock data and generate tax credits. Welcome to the show, GAD. Thank you very much, Brandon. It's great to be here. So you're based in Montreal, correct? Correct. Correct. And um, today you're visiting Hollywood
0: meetings? Absolutely, I'm in town for a few conferences this week. There's the OTT Summit, and the Smart Hollywood Summit uh, tomorrow, so I'm in
1: town for those. So, you know, quite a while ago, you started working in film and TV. What was your story? How did you get into um, this world of filmmaking?
0: So, I was really lucky. It was actually a random kind of way i uh, in high school, I was on the debating team, and since you know I was always the oldest in my grade, I got to uh, the final year uh, grade twelve or the twelfth grade, as you guys say it mm-hmm. I think <laughs> and I was too old uh, to debate, but we I was able to. We we would go on a TV show, you know, the debating teams, and I was able to be a production assistant on that show, and I got interested doing that, and from there I got a bunch of uh, summer jobs, and I was really lucky because uh, at that time they were building up all the stages in Montreal. Uh, Battlefield Earth and Pluto Nash, two really big block office box office uh, disasters, helped Montreal build their production stage scene. Uh, surprisingly. Uh, when Eddie Murphy wanted to do Pluto Nash, they needed a massive stage to do it, and Montreal really jumped at that opportunity, and it totally set off a whole chain of events that enabled me to get on a lot bigger shows and work in that spectrum and go from little indie productions or you know debating TV shows to really big Hollywood blockbusters
1: that were frequenting uh, Montreal. So you got the bug in high school, essentially, and then you're like, I just got to do this,
0: Right. For sure. It was, uh, you know, I I certainly enjoyed uh, media. I was somebody that uh, consumed as much as I could, loved watching movies and TV. Um, And, you know, any opportunity to be involved with production, uh, I really jumped at. So I was really excited about that and really fortunate that there were a lot of opportunities uh, developing in Montreal, and Montreal became this burgeoning production hub.
1: So... Your experience on 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 these sets and working on these different shows, um, you know, w- at what point did you, w- did you see that there was a problem that you might be able to solve? So I would say, like
0: honestly, within your first week, I think anybody that goes on a set, you know, the first couple of days, it's just amazing all the things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much. You know, from the wardrobe and the you know the food and the sets. You know, it's just it's 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 really uh overstimulating for your eyeballs, you know. You're really not used to being in that environment. Nothing really prepares you for it. And I don't think you need to be on a Michael Bay production to feel that. I think you can be on a mid to, to low budget show and still see all this action transpiring that you haven't seen, this coordinated project, putting together this magic, if you will. And for me honestly by the end of the first week what I started seeing was all the waste that was happening. So everything that we created ended up in a garbage, you know, whether it was paper. And for me what really hit me was the food, you know. I would always see like whenever we had catering for lunch, we'd get together for lunch and you would just see all this food mm-hmm. sitting there and the food was always going in the garbage. And you know, I my first show was like in 97 and you know, for years I kept seeing that. There was no solution to it and then you started looking at The lumber, like when we worked on 300, um, we built a whole city, you know, and all of that, how they built that, and then just watching them just throw it all in the garbage, you know? And obviously, I don't expect them to reuse the (laughs) 300s little village, but it's just incredible how much is created and just wasted away. And that's what really hit me. How can we become more efficient? Uh, I, I felt like there was a lot of hurry up and wait, which is natural to production. And I felt like seeing all that fat can we drive that down or or make better use of people's time? Does everybody need to be on a set for 16 hours, you know, and that kind of thing. So right. how can we make life better? That's what I was really, that's what really struck me. I knew that everybody was there because they had a passion, you know, to work on production. Everybody, there's content speaks to them, and that's why they want to be there, and that's why they're willing to spend such long days there. But can we bring that sort of passion back where you're not just... Standing around doing nothing and really bored, as it usually becomes. So when did you get this idea to start Kruglu? So for me, Kruglue really happened when the iPad came about, and that was March 2013, I think is the exact date, around there. Uh, Yeah, 2013. I'm trying to date it. Was it 2010? No, I think it was 13. Um, maybe earlier, but anyway, right away, anybody that has ever worked on a set and probably anybody that's worked in construction, they saw, oh yeah, that's going to be a tool that's going to be really popular in this spectrum. And I really saw that opportunity with the iPad and being able to go paperless, but right away it was, okay, how do we provide this hardware to crew? Uh, This is expensive. You know, they're probably going to break it. Is this really applicable to everybody? Is it really just best for a script supervisor? So marinating through that idea to then say, okay, what can we do here? So we did some attempts, and that's really where the germination started. It wasn't quite Kruglu yet. Um, We got really lucky because within two or three years, you know, the smartphone really took off. I mean, Kruglu didn't exist then. I was just sort of developing Mm -hmm. and looking at how can we apply it? And then when the smartphone, you know, started taking off and everybody had one and that, you know, there were more sets with a larger percentage of people using them, that enabled us to build this solution. So looking at, okay, um, how can we make uh, the information transfer easier? How can people know what they're doing each day and work with their department and manage their documents in a much more simpler way
1: given how much power they had in their pocket? And um, let's just back up a little bit. What yeah. so crew glue? If I haven't heard of it, what what is it? You know, if if I'm, you know, I'm a film producer, production manager, thinking about it, what, can you describe it in two sentences? Absolutely, great question. So, truly, what crew glue
0: is is a, a production management uh, solution for film and television scripted productions. So enabling productions to. Deal with all their distribution of email or any kind of communication to their crew, vendors, anybody else. How they manage uh, their scripts. uh, Any script breakdowns they need to do, sides. Uh, You know, obviously offering uh, top-notch security for all these documents, be it by Watermark and, you know, added level of closed-loop security so that you could put time limits on uh, files, how long people can see them for, how many times they can see it, you know, really providing uh, a very sensitive uh, area of um, business processes and confidential information to, you know, uh, be securely uh, distributed and shared among different stakeholders and people that you're working with. Um, Otherwise, just standard document management and storage, different types of document processes that you might need to do, whether you want to merge a document or recreate a document or generate a report. Um, All your personnel management, cast and crew, agents, making sure that all those um, uh, people are coordinated uh, effectively and uh, communicated with. And then um, any kind of reporting you want to do. You know, we offer offer a lot of uh, templates. So different ways that we can help you... um, Provide documentation for your production, provide reporting for your documentation, and also start tracking your production by having those templates to see what data points you have in your system and how you can be better informed
1: at uh, managing your production because of having those data points. So I think, you know, one of the key problems you're trying to solve is this idea of communication, right? Where it's how can you streamline, how can you create lists and groups and... um, have these advanced features. Like I think one of the features you have that's really cool is you can send a text at the same time with your email, you know, because sometimes people may not check the email when it's getting sent at what 1130 at night for the, (laughs) so um, what are some features that you're really proud of? You're, you're excited about that you're, that gets you going. Absolutely. I think that's that's a
0: great point. I appreciate you bringing that up. I mean, the text is obviously just looking at human behavior and knowing that, People are always responding to their text faster. The text is just something that appears on the screen. You're able to get that sensitive information to them a lot more urgently, like when the taco truck is coming or potentially, you know, when you have pushes and pulls, which are very highly Uh, urgent matters that you really need to relay to people so that you don't have any um, people showing up at the wrong time. Otherwise, um, some things that we're really excited about is just taking advantage of the glue aspect of this solution. You know, we are a platform and based on my years working on sets and at, you know, studios, I saw that we had a lot of different ways to do and manage production but there was no system that was enabling all those uh, applications to work together. There was no integrating layer. There was no platform to bring it all together in one hub. And that's what we've done here. So playing on that point, something we're really excited about is, you know, every time you're uploading your call sheet to our system, by having that document in our system, we're able to do a lot more than just store it for you. Knowing that it's a call sheet, we can break down that data and automate different reports for you, like a daily production report. We already know from a call sheet there's a good 30 to 40% of that data that you're recopying onto a DPR, especially that page of all the crew names and their end times. So by having this system to automate that, you're obviously break- cutting down on all the you know human errors that can happen. But just that tedious process of relaying the data across, having this automated system that could be data banking it and providing you with more information on, you know, what is going on in your production, capturing it, giving you a dashboard to see what, wh- how are you performing internally instead of everything being provided for you in a, in a vacuum. And really looking at it that way, how can we um, save you from the repetitive data entry that generates all this paperwork that we are drowning in you know every production is is full of paper processes and there's hundreds of thousands of documents being published on every production still and it's because there is no compatibility among applications you know and and we're trying to alleviate that problem so that by connecting movie magic with Dropbox, can we get rid of a double step there? Can we automate a report for you so that you get information processed a lot faster? Can you you know, approve photos in our system instead of having long email chains where you don't know what picture was uh, the red barn you approved and which one we didn't like? So mm-hmm. it's just creating this central hub Um, And I'm sorry to go on such a tangent, but really it's just taking advantage of the power of the platform and the automation that comes about by bringing all these different disparate systems together. So we're really uh, excited for productions to look at how can I generate these different reports like hot costs or daily production reports in a much easier fashion that also informs line producers, production managers, producers, and production companies on how they can go
1: about their operations. You know, I've been on so many sets where, you know, it's the end of the day, it's a very long day, and then there's a PA or a second second, they're waiting for these different apartments to wrap so they can get their out sheets or their out times or whenever they're done. And sometimes that person's waiting there for an hour, maybe two hours (laughs) just, Mm -hmm. just waiting there. And, um, it seems very inefficient. Right. And so I think what's, what's cool about this system that you're, you know, developing is that, um, it's saying maybe that person doesn't need to be there. Right. They they can, they've already worked their 12 hours. They don't need to wait another two hours and they can go home. So, um, and then also sometimes these people are hard to find. They're hard to track down. Like maybe, they're not even on set anymore. Maybe they're wrapping their truck, you know, at the art warehouse, you know, or maybe they're a driver and they're driving their truck to the next location. It's, it's, it's a massive pain to get these out times. So for me, that's always been a big pain point. I'm excited to, you know, hear about what you're doing with that. Um, what are any stories you've had of other productions using that the out the out sheets with your system i guess absolutely i mean certainly with the 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 time
0: processing it's been a huge benefit um you know with accounting obviously they love the fact that they don't have to spend hours every day looking at that list of crew and making sure the in and out times were correctly entered and tracking that and then getting some payroll document that conflicts with the timesheet that they got so just streamlining that all the tedious sort of back and forth. So as we were just talking about, you have the second AD or the PA waiting and they're exhausted. So how well are they going to enter that data once they get it and and, and those things? But another area that's really uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, traction with is equipment ordering. So, you know, equipment is a massive part of production, camera, lights, uh, the C stands and everything in between. You know, it's everything is a rented piece of gear Or some type of leased piece of gear that we're managing, we're tracking. We don't want to get a loss and damage on. And a lot of times we do. So how can we manage that better? The first step we saw was the request process. So as we understood, you know, the grip or uh, the lighting uh, technician or whoever it might be that's, you know, putting their equipment details together is relaying that back to the production coordinator or production office. And that person is then speaking to the equipment company putting in the request and what we saw is that always required about two to three rounds of back and forth because when that production office made that first correspondence there was always a piece of information missing mm-hmm. do we want it picked up or delivered how long do you need it for what location what day any basic so we saw okay let's let's figure out how to streamline that because the biggest problem that we're hearing there is their quote is going up because with each next day that they lose, it also means that their um, the supply and demand of what they need has been shortened and the price will go up. So now instead of having a five-day lead time to when I need that gear and a better price, now I only have a two-day lead time and they take advantage of that. And as a lot of people know, when you call equipment companies, they don't have prices. They say to you, what's your budget? So that whole game is messed up and the fact that it still exists. So for us, we're trying standardization as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Equipment is a perfect example. How much of a percentage of your operate below the line budget is put to equipment. It's incredible. And when you look at how much fat there is there because of how equipment is ordered or the different sort of nuances of what companies do and how they take advantage and these random prices, So, how can we do that? So that's what we did. We gave grips, you know, on a few TV shows we've done in Toronto, um, We had a lot of different departments like grips, lighting, props, whoever it might be. When they, but props not as much as these other departments like camera, grips, and lighting, but they had the database in their hand. You know, we work with some equipment companies. We were able to access their databases and just like an e commerce experience from their phone or from the web, they just look through all the equipment. The vernacular is the same. So, vernacular sometimes can be off. You know, you could say something to the production office and you know, A C-stand, C-710 is is what you understand. Then when you relay to the company, they have no idea what (laughs) you're saying. So that gets alleviated. But your quest is going in much faster. And again, you're getting that quote faster. And what we hope is that's 1.0 of that process. And then by capturing all these equipment orders, we're able to see how are you ordering equipment? What are you doing? Because the reality is as much as every production is a snowflake, a lot of the times it's not in the operational sense. You're doing a police procedural, uh, medical procedural. You know, a lot of episodics are very formulaic in that way, just like features are, you know. Am I doing a horror movie in the woods? Am I doing uh, some indie boy meets girl kind of thing at this budget? What kind of templates can we start building for that model? Mm-hmm. Can, that I say, I'm doing a $5 million project. Here's some different... Models that you can now look at to budget your plan out, and it's not just okay. We hired a line producer, and they remember from their last show. How much more uh, power do they have by looking at data right. and, and and informing those operational decisions?
1: In terms of you know your your program and the things that it's helping you know these productions on, um, what are some of the the pain points in terms of um, you know sometimes you're having to convince companies to, to use your software or maybe you're trying to convince some department head to use the production reports um, how, how do you go about you know um, you know getting people to come over to your side I guess it's a great question and
0: it, it's very true I mean you, you are dealing with a lot of different stakeholders you know our product, Runs all the way through the vertical line. You Mm -hmm. know, we we, we start at the production assistant. So the, the lowest person on the show has a use for our software. It's the script sides. You know, any person that starts on a show in the production office, that's pretty much the job you have, and we come in there. Then we have an option for the production office, which is a great tool for production coordinators and assistant production coordinators. And within that program, there's locations, people, and all that. And then we have a studio package, which we're about to come out with, which has more enterprise type features in B2B. And 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 that's a really tricky thing. You know, there's certainly things that fall in everybody's scope. And how do we get activation or get them to see the big future that we see of opportunity? And, and what we've tried to do, especially with the DPRs or equipment, is find that lowest common denominator, you know whatever's in scope for one person, if you reframe it for the other, there's certainly a win there as well. Is it for equipment? Is it, Hey, wouldn't you like to order it instead of like writing it down on a piece of paper, giving it to the production office and crossing your fingers and hoping they get it right. Mm -hmm. And even though you work with the same production people on every show and you got a good rapport, you always go through this odd equipment issue. So Why can't we make that easier for wouldn't you love to just look at it on your phone bang 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 you put it in and then it goes through that sort of uh, workflow or when you're doing a DPR don't you hate waiting till late at night for all those hours to come in so and and there's you know there's always that sort of point that it hits but for sure there's other things that we have like sides I'm not going to be able to get somebody from the studio really excited about sides (laughs) hair and makeup might get excited because we can break down scripts by character and or location beyond just C numbers. So that's really an effective way to look at different ways you can uh, chop up the script that can be helpful for other departments. But yes, there's certainly features in there that are very niche or specific to a group. And, and it is a tricky thing. And these are early days. But I think we're also seeing we, these last few months and the next 12 to 24 months will continue to show we're, we're adopting at a really faster clip and it will only proceed in that fashion. I truly believe we've moved beyond like MySpace and ICQ and we're on that precipice of like Facebook, if you will, where we're really going to have this true platform that covers it. Obviously, I hope to be that guy. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, it's clear from the discussions, uh, the meetings, the conferences, whatever, there's an energy out there, the need to standardize you know, there's things like C4 or EIDR, all these identification systems that the studios are trying to put into place of just making things a little more easier to track and manage. You know, how do we deal with IP and archive and tracking all that information and selling it to different parts and all these new places that we can consume content mm-hmm. is, is putting more pressure, right? I mean... You know, in about a year or two, we're going to be in cars with in-car entertainment. You know, I met somebody that works for Jaguar and Porsche, and all they're doing is sourcing and creating content for a 10-minute drive, an hour drive, you know, and all those different routes in between mm-hmm. of just creating. So it's, it's really creating a whole new opportunity for us, but also a new pressure for the content creators and how they produce. Because there's a whole new market out there that Netflix has created.
1: So talk about the growth of your company and, and where you you're, see yourself going in terms of um, your strategy or where are, you, where are you at in the world, I guess. Great. Um, so we got started in
0: 2017. Uh, we're based out of Montreal. Uh, being based out of Montreal was a fantastic opportunity for us being very close to Toronto and a very vibrant uh, market in Montreal. We were able to get... Uh, you know, running very swiftly on a lot of shows. We've been used on over 300 productions since 2017. We were able to get working with all the major studios like Paramount, Warner Brothers, Netflix, CBS, uh, and some of the mid-majors like Annapurna and A24 and everything in between. Um, and we are now, you know, looking to uh, grow our awareness and, uh, presence in the United States. We've certainly made a huge mark in Canada. We have uh, significant market share in all the major territories there that, uh, you know, film production is b- very popular. A lot of shoots up North, like in Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto, of course, and Montreal and some other locations that are really popular. Um, But yes, we're certainly eager to get uh, out into the United States, uh, get more people to know about us, using us. So we're certainly out there going to more conferences, probably more film festivals and just trying to spread the word because... As we've seen in the last couple of years since we got started, as soon as people try us, they get hooked and they keep using us and they see the value in what we're doing and they're eager to uh, apply it on all their other productions because they see how much time they're saving. And certainly from the production company or producer perspective, they see how much potential money they could be saving and the long-term plan of what we're trying to do here, which is... Um, having data-driven production operations, you know, being able to capture all these different workflows and processes that are uh, taking place through a production and being able to provide you with information and uh, different uh, actionable insights that you could take, uh, uh, take on without having to wait for somebody or something to do it, you know, being able to... Not have to see just, you know, banker boxes or accounting boxes, I'm not sure what you call it in the United States, of a paper that just sits there full of information that you really can't take advantage of. You know, our big uh, idea is really to unlock your data. You know, being able to be this glue, this platform that brings all your different systems and data sources together to then look at this, analyze it, and provide you with information and intelligence that then, uh, you know, not only makes your operations more efficient, but also uh, provides you with opportunities to gain more tax credits, you know, because you will be a much more sustainable production based on how you're operating.
1: Let's just say, hypothetically, that, you know, you're you're on a production, you're thinking about your platform, you're not sure, you're on the fence? I mean, do you have a demo, or how, how can I learn about the, the, the software before I dive in? Okay,
0: great question. So the best way, you know, we really know, uh, you know support is paramount. So we're really uh, eager to provide you with uh, in-person support, be it by phone, video, ideally even live, you know. But we're always uh, keen on providing demos. You know, as soon as people are, you know, going to the website or trying the free trial, we're, we're certainly engaging those users. Um, there's videos available once you do, uh, if you do activate a free trial, there's videos on the site um, that can provide you with helpful hints on how to use the system. But we really try to... Um, uh, shower you with love, if you will, and and really get in front of you as soon as you get going and ensure not only that you can understand it and that learning curve is flat because we believe it is, but also to maximize your use of the program so we get you using it for more than just what you might think it's good for, which is document management and breaking down scripts, but potentially all these other different uh, redundant tasks that
1: you're dealing with that can be simplified through glue. So if, if I want to track you down, are you on social media? You, you guys have a website, right? What's the, what's the... So yeah, that's a great point. Um, so the website is obviously the best place to,
0: you know, uh, learn more about us, Kruglue.com. That's C-R-O-O-G-L-O-O.com. Um, that's where you can obviously get more info and then connect to any of our uh, trials for the different products we offer. Uh, we are uh, we do have uh, different social media presences, be it on Twitter, or LinkedIn, or Facebook um, with uh, different posts we make, be it on what's going on or productions we've been working on. But uh, the best way to contact us is certainly through the website or sending an email to info at uh, always, uh, an easy way to talk to us and we, we really take, uh, support, um, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cliche thing to say, we take it very seriously, but we know it's all that matters. So as soon as we do get any request recor- requests or hear from people, we respond within five to 15 minutes. So we take that really, um, we're very proud of that, how quickly we, re- we can respond and we see how much, uh, um, users or potential clients uh, appreciate that, and we know how important it is to, uh, you know, uh, connect with you when it's on your mind and not hours later, you
1: know, when it's a passing thought. Hey, Gad, it was a pleasure talking to you today, and I'm excited about all the things you're doing with your platform and, and making this production run more smoother. So thanks for being on the show today. Wonderful.
0: I really, really appreciate this opportunity, Brandon. It's great to talk to you, and uh, I really love your podcast, and I love uh, the opportunity to be here and uh, share more about what
1: glue has been up to. If you enjoyed the podcast, please visit us on Apple Podcast, leave a review, and share it with your friends and network. You can also visit us online at assistantdirecting.com, where you can subscribe to our e-newsletter, where we'll send out updates and information about what we're doing and how to stay connected.